something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Alright guys, welcome to the Crazy Pills Podcast and today I'm going to talk a little bit more about, more about crypto and then specifically it's, okay, how do you make money um, in crypto especially as this current bull run is coming to an end and then maybe the price is gonna be going down, but how do you actually still invest and make money uh, during that time, okay? So when I talk about a bull run, it just means like over a bigger cycle, uh, even if there's a lot of volatility where the price is going up and down, in general, over a big enough time frame, it's going up, okay? So uh, and last March, I think the price, of, uh, I'm gonna use Bitcoin even though crypto is not just Bitcoin, I think the price crashed down to like $3,800 for Bitcoin. And then uh, in um, April of this year, right, it rose all the way up to a price of uh, $64,000, right? Then over the summer in July, um, it actually went all the way down to a little bit below $30,000, right? It's a huge move, right? If you're uh, more familiar with the stock market and the percentages of stock market, like you don't see that kind of move <clears throat> in the stock market. And then, uh, so in July, <clears throat> went down to a little over th under $30,000. And then as of about like 10 days ago, it actually hit a new all-time high of uh, $69,000, right? So even though there were big swings, in general, the price is going up. And uh, uh, if you watch some of the videos I put out earlier, I do believe the crypto bull market is coming to a close, um, the way I'm playing it at least. I think Bitcoin will top out between seventy-two dollars to $85,000. So probably this next push up where it sets a new all-time high, that'll probably be where the high is for this uh, bull market. <clears throat> and then the question is, how long are you in a bear market for, right? Um, in the past, traditionally, crypto bull, uh, bear markets have been about four years. I think with a lot of the adoption, so real-world use of uh, crypto, the bull mar uh, the bear market will probably be a lot shorter. But regardless. <clears throat> um, I think most people that are really like following it and then involved with it can agree that we're gonna get some kind of bear market just because it's been so hot for about a year and a half now. And um, and, there, and we are in a bubble, okay? And it's really not just crypto. You know, I talked about this again in the past. I think the real estate market, the stock market, and the crypto market are all in a bubble and that bubble is gonna have to pop, okay? So when that happens, um, I'm just gonna talk about the crypto aspect and how you can still make a lot more money, okay? Uh, before I get into that, let me just touch a little bit on this idea of Web uh, 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0, and that'll actually help tie in the big picture, okay? So Web 1.0, you know, that's when the internet first became available to the public, really. Uh, so, you know, if you're old enough, you probably remember in the mid-90s, where you got an American Online account, right? And you do the dial-up, it takes forever. You finally log in when they're 56K, you can open a website and there's like a picture there. And it was really, really cool because wow, like we can actually connect something and see it. And uh, it was awesome, right? And as it progressed a little bit, there were like chat rooms, which is, you know, now you think about it, it's kind of weird, but it was a really, really cool thing to actually be able to connect online and just chat with other people back then. And then we had email, right? But the first big jump from web 1.0 to 2.0 was actually in the early 2000s when uh, social media and uh, uh, videos, so specifically like YouTube, became available, right? So web 2.0 uh, changed how information was distributed. 
So before it was like, hey, look, there's these three news channels, um, and then maybe you've got cable, you maybe have access to a couple of news channels. Uh, you know, there's magazines, there's a newspaper, uh, but that's essentially how people got information, right? And then as social media and videos became available, uh, information became a lot more widely available. And then um, for institutions and, and governments, people that are in charge, it also became a lot harder to streamline a message, okay? And I think that's a good thing because uh, the more you can censor and control information that people uh, can get, uh, the more dangerous it can be to manipulate people. Now, you can make an argument for the other side where there could be false information, um, right? And people could be misled when there's too much information available. But, you know, given the consequences, or well, given the choice, I would much rather information is freely available and then some really good stuff that could potentially be censored can make it out mixed with maybe false information as opposed to just information is controlled and then that's all we get, okay? Now, we're currently moving into Web 3.0 and Web 3.0 is called the Internet of Things, right? So some examples of like the early um, versions of uh, Web 3.0 would be things like uh, Uber and Lyft, right? Or uh, Airbnb or Venmo, right? These are things that, you know, traditionally it was taxis, right? Um, it was hotels. Uh, it was uh, writing checks and then like cashing them at the bank or paying cash. And now we're actually using the internet to start replacing those functions and making them a lot more efficient and faster. Now, uh, Airbnb, Lyft, Uber, and Venmo are still uh, pretty centralized as far as you know, there's an entity that's like controlling them and uh, they could still actually do a lot of stuff where uh, they can make it unfair for the user and uh, there's not a lot we can do about it. As we move into Web 3.0, the function will be built out by people, but as far as like control um, of the, the, the function, it'll actually be a lot more decentralized. And then if you actually get into crypto, the people that are actually participating uh, will actually be able to govern and then dictate wh what direction that goes, you know, and, and it's, um, it sounds kind of scary, right? Because it's like, well, then it could go in all these bad directions. But the whole idea is that the people that are actively participating, um, one, are a lot more informed, but they'll actually act to make sure the system does well. Because if you're participating in the system and then the system does well, then everyone that's participating in the system will actually benefit more. Right? And that's what will keep winning. And then when you're doing stuff for the benefit of the system um, uh, and you're moving towards that direction, then the individual participants are actually winning more. And that's the general idea. Okay, uh, So with Web 3.0, that's where crypto is really going to take over. So if you're thinking about crypto as like magical internet money, which it actually is, right? but it's just like meme coins or it's like NFT. So it's like JPEGs that are selling for millions of dollars. Um, to me, those are like, kind of like the bastardized versions of it, um, you know, where like there's a lot of hype, you know, celebrities or like YouTube or Twitter celebrities will hype it up and they're generating short term hype. But it's not something that you, you actually want to get into uh, long term uh, or even short term to make money, you know, because by the time you, you hear about it, it's already usually a little bit too late. And uh, <clears throat> the whole idea is to sell to the greater fool. Right. So if you bought this picture at a thousand dollars, right. It could be stupid, 
But if you could sell it for $2,000, it could be smart. I mean, but inherently there's no real like value. It's just you got in and then you were able to sell to someone who was willing to buy it. But there's always gonna be someone left uh, holding that picture at the end that, that thought they could flip it for higher and they can't, okay? So um, a lot of the people that are hyping this kind of stuff up, they're actually getting paid to hype this stuff up or they own this JPEG and they're hyping it up so they can actually sell it to other people, right? And uh, uh, I've seen this in the last year and a half so much with, uh, for example, NFTs, right? So there was like an NFT craze in uh, July and August of this year, so not a few months ago. There was another one, I think around like February or March, and then there was another one last October. And it was just, all I saw on with, with and the, as far as like with crypto was people talking about NFTs, and then, uh, and then there were a lot of people lost a lot of money, um, and they're actually still holding stuff. They didn't try to sell the stuff, thinking they could eventually get their money back. And uh, then there's a lot of people that took advantage of that, made a lot of money, okay? Uh, <clears throat> but like crypto, the, the idea, the technology, and what's being used for itself, the fundamental stuff, right? Think um, a decentralized version of Uber or a decentralized version of, um, of uh, uh, payments or a decentralized version or even like how we transact real estate, right? So rather than real estate agents taking 3% on each side, um, that, of that transaction, when you have a decentralized network set up where you can link buyer and user, um, you can cut out the middleman, it becomes a lot more efficient and actually benefits people using it. And then you don't have uh, real estate agents actually, uh, in my opinion, uh, leeching off the value in the middle. And it's very, very harsh to say that, but um, that's just my opinion, okay? So on how to make money, okay? So I think there's three ways to do it. And I'm gonna talk about it a little bit, but this is the stuff where you can actually start looking into it, uh, depending on which one resonates with you. And then uh, you can make a lot of money on this. Okay, so the first one is just price appreciation. Okay, that's very obvious, right? If you buy something at a dollar and it goes to a dollar fifty, then you made uh, 50% on your investment, right? So that's an easy way, not easy way, that's a simple way to make money during a bull run, because in general, you think something's gonna go up, right? You just buy and hold and then you're gonna make the money, okay? Uh, when it comes to price appreciation, uh, people wanna get into the stuff that's like, that's already hyped, okay? But usually it's hyped because um, it's already gone up a lot, right? So for example, uh, right now, if you wanna buy Bitcoin, if you wanna buy Ethereum, you wanna buy Cardano, so ADA, you wanna buy Solana, um, those have already gone up a lot and then people are, that are just getting into crypto, they'll have their friends where they'll look at videos and people are like, hey look, this is a solid project. Look at it, it's already gone up um, like 4,000% in the last uh, year, right? That's actually not a positive. That's actually a negative because if it's already gone up 4,000% in the last year, how much upside is left in that, right? But it feels safe, it feels uh, comfortable because other people are telling you that's a good project um, but it doesn't actually have a lot of upside left in price appreciation. So in my opinion, if you're gonna buy for price appreciation, um, you wanna actually buy stuff that hasn't moved a lot because crypto right now, when it's this like bull market and then price appreciation cycle, it rotates. Okay, so the money will go from one project to another to another. And then so let's just say Solana uh, has gone up a lot, right? 
there's going to be a point where it's just going to kind of hold there, maybe bleed off a little bit, maybe go a little bit higher. But um, no matter how solid the project is, it's not just going to keep going up. It's going to kind of hang out there. And then as new money goes into Solana, the existing seller uh, holders are actually going to sell out of it and then rotate, rotate into another project. And uh, I've seen it happen a lot. And when it rotates into another project, it doesn't even have to be a project that's solid or really has a use case. It's just because that's kind of low relative to um, whatever its all-time high is, or it just hasn't moved a lot, right? And it's maybe like a, a, it could be a solid project, or it could just be something that's getting a lot of hype. And then as money starts flowing into that new project, then it's the same thing, the hype builds, and then it just starts going up by a lot. Um, best example I could think of off the top of my head recently is uh, Ethereum Classic. So Ethereum Classic, right, has a name, it's called Ethereum Classic. Uh, and then there's Ethereum. So Ethereum branched off of Ethereum Classic a few years ago, and uh, because there was differences <clears throat> in opinion, and also Ethereum is just a way more advanced network than Ethereum Classic. Uh, Ethereum Classic isn't very secure. Uh, just since I've been following crypto at least two times, uh, it's been hacked, it's, and we call it like 51%. So someone actually took control of it by hacking into 51% uh, or more of the miners and then uh, they had to actually roll back the blockchain to reset it so that um, whatever the hackers did, they can undo it, right? That's, just, that's, that's unusable. It's a dead project, no one's using it. But uh, in May, I saw it go from about $3 all the way up to like $180 in a period of a few weeks, right? And that's kind of this price appreciation thing, uh, appreciation thing I'm talking about that's at play, okay? And at the time when it was $3, there was no hype. But as it was going up, people were FOMOing in because, hey, look, it's just moving a lot. Um, but inherently, there's no real value on the project. But if you just held Ethereum Classic at $3 and then you sold out and, you know, when you're determining uh, when to exit, uh, my favorite um, exit strategy to use is to use Fibonacci's. So uh, F-I-B-O-N-A-C-C-I, -I, you can look that up. Uh, it helps you determine when you want to get out. That's a way to play it, okay? Uh, now, when it comes to price appreciation, that's not going to be in your main strategy when it's not in a bull market. It could be a solid project, but when the crypto market as a whole isn't really hot, um, you're not going to get stuff that just goes up like crazy. It'll go sideways, it'll go up a little bit, but then it'll go down. So you're not actually getting projects to, um, to just wait for price appreciation. Okay? And uh, I think we're about, to come, we're about to hit a point really soon um, where we're gonna hit this euphoria phase and there's gonna be a lot of new people getting into crypto and just thinking it's gonna price appreciate. And then when the masses come in, yes, the prices are gonna go crazy for a short amount of time, but then that bubble is gonna pop, okay? So um, that's price appreciation. Now, if you are gonna get into price appreciation, I recommend not getting into stuff that's already moved a lot. So basically anything where there's a lot of people that think it's a good idea, it's not, it's already moved a lot, right? And then the second one, um, uh, you want to, if you have to get into something, right, ideally you could get into something that's a more solid project, right? So something like Shiba Inu is not a solid project. It's, you know, it's a meme coin, it's building on hype, but it's not actually doing anything. And if you read their white paper, right, which is kind of like a, a, a paper that they put out saying what they're going to do, they can try to make it sound like it's solving the world's problems and everything, but that's up to you to start being able to kind of see through the bullshit and then realize, is this project actually gonna be useful, okay? 
Um, so ideally, if you're gonna invest into price appreciation, you could get a project with solid fundamentals that have good partnerships um, and, uh, and that hasn't <clears throat> also moved a lot, right? That would be like the best investment to get into for price appreciation. Uh, but if not, at least get into a project that's not being hyped now, that has moved a lot. It could be a shit project, but it has some, uh, some name value or, you know, um, Ethereum Classic is on like um, Robinhood, I think. It might be on Venmo, don't quote me on that, and PayPal. All right, so you can get it, even though it's not a good project, but at the time it hasn't moved a lot, right? So when some money flows in, or once some money rotates in, it's gonna go off by a lot. Okay, so that's price appreciation. Uh, the second one is airdrops. Okay, so airdrops is basically uh, new projects have to figure out a way to distribute their token. So uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, uh, they're supposed to be uh, regulating stocks, stocks, right, or investment contracts for companies. Uh, they've been really trying to enforce stuff in the crypto market, which in, in my opinion is a complete overreach, right, because cryptos aren't stocks. But um, for new projects, the way for them to actually get around um, uh, the SEC being able to come after them is to actually distribute their tokens initially uh, without selling them, right? So they're giving them away for free. And those are called airdrops. And uh, there's obviously gonna be a lot of just nonsense projects, but there's also some really like useful, like or, or projects that could potentially be really good. Uh, uh, one off the top of my head recently I got, um, it's called, uh, the ticker symbol is ELS, called Elysium, and it's something for NFTs. And uh, you literally needed to open a wallet and then uh, deposit 12 uh, XRP as reserve. So basically you just have to hold it on the wallet. You don't actually lose that. And 12 XRP is worth about like $14 at the time. And then <clears throat> when, when I got the airdrop, um, you could actually sell those tokens for about $950. And it was just ridiculous. It was like one of like the, the most like mind blowing things. I'm like, I didn't do anything. It took me maybe five minutes to research this and set this up. And then I just deposited 12 tokens. I, I don't even lose. I didn't, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm not paying for it. I'm just setting it up. And then they took a snapshot of what I set up. And when they distributed the tokens, um, it was like 900 something dollars worth, you know, it was just free money. So. Um, for a lot of people like, oh, I want to get in crypto, I don't have money, look up airdrops and then uh, look up ways to actually get airdrops. Uh, there's going to be some stupid projects too where you can make a lot of money, but really right now as crypto is kind of taking off with the use case, right, Web 3.0, uh, there's a lot of projects that are trying to bootstrap, so bootstrap just to get it off the ground running, uh, existing users of different tokens, and they're actually giving token holders, so if you hold something called XRP, um, if you set it up, right, it's your XRP, you don't have to do anything with it, but if you set it up in a wallet and they take a snapshot of it, then they'll actually distribute um, these new tokens to existing XRP holders. And then from there, you could hold it and participate in the new project, hoping for the price to go up, uh, or you could actually just sell it right away um, and then just make a lot of free money. It's, it's actually pretty ridiculous, okay? So those are airdrops. Um, and it, it does take like a certain personality. Like I'm participate, I participate in a, uh, a few airdrops, right? It's cool. Not necessarily like my thing, but you know, I'm 
paying attention enough to be able to take advantage of this. But there's some people I know, just based on their personality, they would kill it and just getting airdrops, okay? Uh, the third one, and third and final one I'm gonna talk about uh, is uh, staking and earning yield, okay? So I talked about DeFi, I think the last um, video I put out. So DeFi is short for decentralized finance. And uh, decentralized finance, just think basically, it's now re replacing the banking system, okay? And not just you having a uh, account, uh, it's, it's lending, um, it could be actually providing insurance, it could be um, uh, something to start uh, tokenizing like stocks and ETFs. So basically you could do everything on a blockchain and you don't have to actually go through traditional like stock exchanges or even crypto exchanges and everything actually done through a decentralized exchange. And when you do that, there's a lot of way to take existing value that you already have and then stake it or basically hold it in a way where you can earn um, a huge return. Okay, so um, like right now, I think like more most recently, uh, I think I read that like the average savings account is giving you like 0.25% um, APY right now, which is really, really bad, right? Whereas like <clears throat> some of the conservative stuff you can do is you can earn like up to like 20% and it's actually like relatively safe and conservative. And the reason why you can earn so much is because as these blockchains are taking off, um, uh, there's a lot of incentives to actually participate and you can actually get like rewards uh, from the project um, to, to actually put your money there. And uh, a lot of them are actually already well-established projects. And um, as more and more money comes onto that blockchain, then the rewards will get less and less, right? So um, if you, are actually into DeFi, or well, let me take that back. So if you're actually into like using the money you have to start building revenue streams and passive income, uh, DeFi is one of the best ways to do that. And uh, for me personally, the one I'm the highest on, I talked about this, is uh, some a network called Flare. And they actually also have a test network that they launched recently called uh, Songbird, right? And it's just a test network and even on a test network, I've been doing pretty well, okay? So three ways to make money is price appreciation, which I do think is gonna come to the end soon, airdrops, which will keep going, and then uh, DeFi, which will keep going. And if you're actually participating in those things, uh, even when the bull market's over, uh, you can actually still do really well. And then never mind, like if you make it through when the bear market and you can make it to the next bull market, right? You can make money during a bear market, and then even a lot of the assets that you acquire during the bear market, it would just really blast off uh, during the next bull market. And you could set up for like generational wealth. So um, I think anyone that's been paying attention can realize that <clears throat> there's a lot of instability uh, in the world right now, right? We don't know what's gonna happen with uh, our currency, so the US dollar, and really a lot of different currencies around the world as uh, there's massive print, uh, money printing. Um, you can see like uh, our health system is there's a lot of stress going on in our health system as far as uh, public trust. Um, under, it's, you know, it's coming under scrutiny on a lot of the stuff that's going on. Uh, politicians, right? Um, uh, what's going on, say like in Hollywood, uh, uh, you know, like even like professional athletes are under like a microscope that they've never been in before. And it just, we're at a point where there, 
it's going to be massive instability and then a lot of this stuff is going to reorganize and um i think crypto is something that is going to be at the forefront of this as we transition to web 3.0 as we transition to more decentralization and there's just a lot of opportunities to take advantage of even if you have little to no money uh, you could still get started and from there compound and build off of just putting time and effort and understanding uh, some of the opportunities that are available, for example, of airdrops, and then actually make a lot of money um, from that. Okay, so hopefully that gets you thinking. Uh, it helps uh, open some possibilities for you, and uh, I'll talk to you guys again next time. Hi, my name is Bob, and I approve this message. I got the magic in me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold Everybody knows I've got the magic in me When I hit the floor, the girls come snapping at me Now everybody wants a breast of magic, magic, magic Magic, 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 magic oh. Blow your mind. Pick a verse, any verse. I hypnotize you with every line. I'll need a volunteer. How about you with the eyes? Come on down to the front. Stay right here and don't be shy. I have you time traveling. Have your mind babbling. People trying to inherit the skills, so they asking me. Even David Blaine had to go and take some classes in. I see mind freak like, what's up, man? What's happening? So come one, come all. You see the show tonight. We better be astounded. No ghost or poltergeist. You know I'm no Pinocchio. I never told a lie. The magic man, a floral cloud nine. I got the magic in me. I got the magic, baby. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Yes, it turns to gold. Everybody knows I got the magic in me. I got the magic, baby. When I hit the flow, the girls come snapping at me. They be snapping, baby. Everybody wants a breast of magic, magic, magic. So when